are now entering the Brooks. Your hosts are the intrepid and all-knowing Jason T. Gaffney and the insipid and unknowing Kevin Held. Join these two buddies as they explore history and find the bright side in shitty things. Hello, you're on the, wait for it, 100th episode of yes! The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason, your weekly comedy about tragedy. I am your co-host for the 100th time, Kevin Held. And I am the other co-host for the 100th time, Jason T. Gaffney. Hello, Jason T. Gaffney. How are you doing? A hundred episodes! A hundred fucking episodes. I mean, it's taken more than a hundred weeks, certainly. <laughs> we had a couple of little layoffs in there, but boy. You know, pandemic. A little low, little global pandemic here and there, you know, happens. You can't stop tragedy, though, pandemic. No, tragedy, <laughs> you can only compound it, pandemic. Well done. That <laughs> <laughs> We've had no lack of tragedy in the last few years, and Jason and I have been there with you through it all. <laughs> Every step of the way. I think if it's possible, I'm going to throw some sound effects in here, air horns or something with a kind of wow. Yeah. No, you don't have to to do it. I'm going to find... You you don't have to. I'm going to find them. So how are you, Jason, on this hundredth time we've gotten together to do this? I'm so excited. I'm excited, too. I I mean, a hundred of these. This is crazy. You would have thought we would have gotten it down by now, but nope. I have learned about a hundred different insane experiences. That's a good point. I have also learned about a hundred. I've, I've, I've been. They've been foisted upon me as upon our listeners, uh, <laughs> by you. So that's uh, fun times. Yeah, my search history is fucked. I'm sure it is. You are definitely. <laughs> you have an FBI file now. <laughs> so congratulations yep. and thanks for taking one for the team. Yeah. I that. think that they listen to us. I'm sure that they're like, oh, good, the new episode's out. Sure, uh, good, I can get rid of this homework and then <laughs> go on to my other caseloads. Yes. <laughs> Loads. Okay, so I'm glad that we're doing this. This is really exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm very honored that we've been doing this a hundred times. And yes. I'm, you said this was a stupid episode, so I'm excited to get into that. I think it's so stupid. There's probably nothing quite so on brand for us as a very stupid hour of <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited to get to that. But before we do, shall we get to our hundredth bright spot? Yes, bright spot it. The hundredth bright spot this week is that our president, Joseph Biden, was celebrating his hundredth day in the presidency of the United States, and did his first speech to a joint session of Congress this week and was flanked in a historic way by two women behind him. Kamala Harris, our vice president, and Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House. The next two people in line to the presidency are women for the first time in our nation's history. And just the bare image of that, regardless of what the content of the speech was or anything like that, is the bright spot this week because you could look at history changing and that is a bright spot this week. I I love it. 
I yeah. love it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I saw the images. They made me smile. I completely agree. Yeah. And how crazy is it? A hundred days for Biden and our hundredth episode. It's like the universe was very excited. It's very excited. I, I but I I don't understand why Nancy Pelosi still ripped up the speech. That was weird to me. <laughs> and then clapped at him like you did it. Yeah, good for you. You, I love this for you. That's how she did it at the beginning. <laughs> I really love this for you. She still hasn't fully processed the trauma that she went through i think so it's it's, it's habit now she's like now i swear i rip up the speech <laughs> <laughs> fucking hilarious i love it kamala was like you're talking you're talking yeah <laughs> you're talking now you're talking now <laughs> so that's our bright spot i know it's a brief one but i mean it's it was you know a picture says a thousand words yep. and that's why i'm just gonna let the picture speak for itself what a week for i country. love it Okay, what a week for our country also, because we have our 100th episode coming your way. And uh, boy, that's an exciting uh, historic moment as well. So (laughs) I don't know if you're going to ruin my day or if it's just going to be silly, stupid fun. You're going to be okay. Okay. You're going to be disappointed. Oh, great. So not mad or disturbed, but just disappointed. So I'll just have the experience of our listeners every week. I like it. (laughs) Thank you. They are always very encouraged by all. Yes. Oh, that's a thing that we should actually mention. A shout out to our listeners who have stuck with us for a hundred episodes. All both of you. We appreciate you so much. (laughs) We we don't know who hurt you to keep listening to us, but we love you. But we know that we are hurting you currently. (laughs) So whatever, whoever hurt you, it's now your fault. Because you keep coming back. So, <laughs> is that how it works? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it is. You know, so, uh, you, hurt people hurt people. And then those hurt people hurt other people for fun. So it's a cycle. So that's you now. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lord knows I've been hurt in the past. So, let's and now get you're to hurting hurt. me yes. for entertainment value. <laughs> okay. So let's get to it. Pointy hats. Okay, I, it's it's either witches or the KKK or the Pope. I don't know. I'm I'm all I'm all in for any one of those. Horticulture. Oh damn it! <laughs> that threw a wrench in it. I don't. Okay. Freedom. <laughs> um, this is the when the garden gnomes revolted. You are so close. Really? You are so close. We're going to talk about the Garden Gnome Liberation Front. Fuck yes. Okay. (laughs) So this is an advocacy group on behalf of the Garden Gnomes. Garden Gnomes themselves having probably very little to do with it. (laughs) So for those who don't know, it was recently World Naked Gardening Day. Yeah, and I was stalking the internet for your photos, and I didn't see a single one. I didn't take one this year, but I did garden naked. I know that. (laughs) You can go to the past and see the others. I did. I had to content myself with that. (laughs) And um, and so you have let your followers down. Anyway, go ahead. So World Naked Gardening Day, and it was our one hundredth episode. So I felt it was only appropriate to talk about garden gnomes. Okay, that sounds great. I'm here for that. I was close. So, the Garden Gnome Liberation Front, or GGLF, <laughs> view themselves as liberators of garden gnomes. I would hope so. I hope they don't view themselves <laughs> as, like, 
stamp collectors. I mean, <laughs> a fucking name. I mean, they would have to have a different name. All right, everyone. Welcome to the Garden Gnome Liberation Front. I hope you brought your stamps. <laughs> this is the annual meeting of the Garden Gnome Liberation Front. Now, please, everyone, open up your Emily Dickinson tomes. <laughs> when are we going to get rescue some gnomes? <laughs> oh, you want the meeting down the hall, sir. <laughs> That's the you Emily want... Dickinson Appreciation Society. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, according to... Wikispedia, which is a different wiki site, mind blown. Okay. I don't know. It just took me there. It was a really long URL. It okay. said Wikispedia, though, so Lord knows how accurate this is. So Great. bear with us. Fantastic. Um, the, quote, liberation groups, end quote, will do what they can to free gnomes from their, quote, unjust, end quote, imprisonment and being forced to stand in people's gardens and as such for no pay, basically slaves. They want to free the slaves that are garden gnomes. Okay, I, I really do want this to go down the Symbionese Liberation uh, Front Road where Patty Hearst is robbing a bank with an AK. Um, I hope there's something like that here. I do. Before we dive into the dark world of gnome napping... Okay. Let's learn a little bit about the history of these chipper garden fellows, shall we? Yes, let's do. Okay, so German man Philip Griebel. Okay. Is the one who <laughs> I thought it was like Florida man, like he's the <laughs> quintessential German man. So Philip Griebel is the one who started this all. Oh. He was in the mid 1800s. There was a whole bunch of other stuff, but I wanted to get right to the meat of things. So there was stuff about the Romans, stuff about other people, but the actual garden gnome which uh-huh. originated from other statues, was created by Philip Griebel. I see. In the mid-1800s, he would make garden gnomes out of terracotta. Okay. That's amazing. I had no idea that there was, you know, a certain a, a specific person that that originated with. But now, so now my mind is blown. Yeah. Philip basically was like, I'm feeling the clay. What does the clay say to me? I'm going to make a tiny man with a long beard and a pointy hat. Well, you know, Germans are fucked up, as we have long established. (laughs) Being uh, direct lineage to Germans, I can (laughs) confirm and accept that statement. Yeah, totally. See, what happened was, Philip, what's his face? Philip Griebel. Yeah, so Philip Griebel, right, he was in a relationship, but his lover got horribly murdered. Now, Philip was a sculptor, and his lover came back to sort of haunt him, but also sort of direct him toward finding the person who murdered him. And when he was, he was taking solace at his pottery wheel one time, and Patrick Swayze came behind, I'm sorry, his lover came from behind <laughs> and uh, guided his hand. So there is a supernatural element to the Garden Gnome, and it is that uh, the lover of Philip Griebel directed the sculpting of the pottery gnome for the first time is that what that movie's about it was sexy as fuck is that movie literally about the vengeance of a murder yeah ghost have you never seen ghost you've only seen that scene from ghost i've only seen that scene and i only know girl you're in danger jason you're in danger girl yeah (laughs) i thought you were gonna say for not seeing for not having seen that movie you're in danger i thought you were gonna say philip griebel wanted to stick something up his butt so he made something that could go pointy long and pointy yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, sure, it would have been shorter story, like, but mine was true. He's like, it's not gay because it's not alive. 
<laughs> I mean, technically, it's not gay. So he liked the idea that real gnomes enjoyed gardening at night when everyone was asleep. Oh, okay. So he was he was modeling them on the real gnomes. Yeah, Got he's it. like, I love the gnomes. They garden at night when mm-hmm. I'm asleep. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that would be fucking awesome. Like, if I had a helpful friend weeding my yard while I was snoozing, like, wait, do you not? God, no. I. That's crazy. You don't. You don't have a nighttime garden gnome. We do, and we don't even have a garden. <laughs> First of all, rude. Second, I'm gonna have to write to the garden gnome in triplicate about my anger over this. I mean, I think it's a garden gnome. I mean, some look. Somebody has been growing weed in our windowsill. <laughs> planter box is what I'm saying and I have to assume it's the gnomes oh no (laughs) so garden gnomes are basically lawn ornaments for those who don't know that are generally with a red pointy hat and are often male with a large white beard they're about one to two feet tall okay generally and they're just obsessed with gardening well they're at the weed level which is nice yeah well that's why they want to pull the weeds because they they want to see Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. How dare oh. you let your plants get this tall? I guess. So their gardening is more like out of vengeance. It's vengeance <laughs> gardening. It's like, you suck at these. <laughs> I will show you how it's done. Yeah. It's very cute that you think you know how to handle plants. Only <laughs> I know how to handle plants. Because <laughs> I am down here with them all the time. Yeah. Now my, my garden home is German now because it was made by a German. I don't know. Yeah. Most garden homes should be German. Fine. Yes. So, okay, Philip's creation started to take off, and it was a real sign of wealth to have one. Really? Yeah. I'm really interested in when this flipped into a real sign of being totally gauche. In fact, it wasn't long before wealthy people from France and the UK wanted uh, gnomes, too. They're like, German gnomes? I need that in my yard. Oh, get me tea and a scone, you bitch. The German gnomes are all the rage. Yeah. (laughs) I like the gnomes. (laughs) It's the 100th episode. I have to give you some accents. I appreciate that very much. (laughs) But not everyone enjoyed these happy creatures. Not the weeds, for one. Well, they didn't like the gnomes. Sure. They're gnomophobic. Nomophobic? I'm yes. sorry. Nomophobic? <laughs> yes. 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 Don't be nomophobic, Phyllis. Hashtag coined. Well done. <laughs> so the Chelsea Flower Show would ban it from the very year that the flower show started, which was after when gnomes were created. Wow. They claimed that the gnomes took away from the beauty of the gardens and they wanted nothing to do with that. Wow. That's so English. Over the years, though, gnomes were no longer just for the wealthy. Soon, they were beloved by all classes. Okay. As soon as they became mass-produced. Yeah, basically. Then they went, they went wide. They went big. Yeah. They went huge. Small, on, but huge. I'm, look at here. I'm going to put gnomes on the map, you see? <laughs> I'm sure there's a fucking map of where the gnomes are. Well, yeah, because how do these people kidnap them anyway? So, all right. People are loving it in all over the UK now, right? Mm-hmm. In fact, over the last year, Britain has faced a very serious, very serious shortage of garden gnomes. I think that's the definition of something that's very whimsical. That is not very serious. It was very serious. 
So <laughs> nothing about the gnomes is very serious. I hope we can agree. I'm sure you remember the giant ship that got stuck in the Suez Canal. Yeah. Oh, it had garden gnomes on it. Well, as a result of the fact that it got stuck and the fact that all the lockdowns and the pandemic, Mm -hmm. many people in the UK are out in their gardens more than ever. And garden gnome popularity is an all-time high. So they're basically designed to make you smile, right? I suppose. I thought that they were basically designed to garden for you at night. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. Santa, garden gnomes, they're there to make you smile. Whoa. So you're, you're ruining my childhood and adulthood at the same time. Merry fucking Christmas. So Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's like my grandfather's alive again. <laughs> oh no. At, <laughs> fuck, man. <laughs> at a hundred episodes, I have no fucks left to give. <laughs> I'm, I'm going through some things over here. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. The garden gnomes suddenly were out of stock, and then with the Suez Canal being blocked, there was no view in sight as to when they would get them back in stock, because all the ships that had them couldn't get to the UK. Holy shit. That is serious. Why aren't they being produced in Germany anymore? They've been outsourced. I don't fucking know. Yeah. So, Ian Wiley would tell Fox News, quote, With goods arriving from abroad, garden centers were affected by the ship getting stuck in the canal as much as any other industry. Garden furniture, ornaments, of which gnomes would be some, being stuck in containers trying to come over here. End quote. So, wow. You know, you don't think of the downstream effects of of a blockage like that. But I just want to say that the people who have weathered this shortage of garden gnomes you're the real heroes here the people who have needed gnomes and didn't get them you're our bright spot this week (laughs) so i'm glad you feel that way because quote from bbc.com quote there's no fucking gnomes (laughs) sorry that's that's not the quote (laughs) quote from bbc.com quote Ian Byrne, assistant manager of Highfield Garden World in Whitminster, said there had been a massive upswing in the sales of garden gnomes. Quote, oh. we haven't seen a gnome in six months now, unfortunately, he said. Well, so not so much of a massive upswing. Well, they <laughs> you sold they... out once and then stopped selling them because you don't have no more. <laughs> the gnomes. I ain't got no gnomes. <laughs> no gnomes. So... As you can see, people generally like garden gnomes, right? Uh, so, I mean, it certainly depends on the person. <laughs> so eventually the Chelsea Flowers Show would go up against some heavy criticism for their ban. Oh, sure. Quote from Wiki, quote, Gnome enthusiasts accused the organizers... Per- all perverts. Go ahead. <laughs> accused the organizers of snobbery as garden gnomes are popular in the gardens of working class and suburban households. The ban was lifted during 2013 to mark the show's 100th year. See, 100 oh. all over again. I love that, that that's a, a charge that you could level at the Chelsea Flower Show. <laughs> and they'd be, like, surprised by that. You're a snob. Yes, <gasps> a uh, snob? I mean, that's what our reputation is based on. Of course yeah. we are. <laughs> Darling, <laughs> you think I don't know that there's a stick so far up my ass it's out my mouth? <laughs> that's yeah exactly. i want to go to that flower show so fucking bad well you can't you're a plebeian sorry i think you can go 
No, no, not snobby enough. Oh, I can get snobby. Oh, okay. I forgot. You're a white man. I forgot. <laughs> I'm a waspy white man. You're a white gay. Of course you can go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Just wear something pastel and you'll be fine. So, we're here to talk and out of these happy things... Like no. gnome shortages. <laughs> no, we're not an entertainment show that's made at all to entertain people. But of the very real and very dark <laughs> underworld of the GGLF. Let's take it down, folks. Let's take it down. <laughs> so the number one Garden Gnome Liberation Front is the FLNJ or Front de Liberation de Nains de Jardin. De Jardin. Uh, that is the <laughs> French uh, version of the. So this is the uh, the NJDL of the DJ No No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's basically like the big French chapter of the Garden Gnome Liberation Front. Got it. Okay. They are known for snatching or stealing, as it actually is, sure. gnomes out of people's yards and bringing them back to the woods where they belong, apparently. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm a, there's a couple of ways that I kind of don't want this to go, and that's either that they get destroyed or held for ransom. But, well. um, <laughs> okay, but taking them back to the woods and then photographing them is kind of funny. They also put claim tickets on them. Huh. So that people can find them and get them again, I guess. Oh, okay, good. So it's like they're trying to commit crimes without committing a crime. They're just trying to be like, you're yeah. bad for having a gnome, but also I don't want to steal your property and go to jail. So It's still a crime. Yeah. <laughs> the next group is a bit more aggressive. Oh, aggressive. Okay. They're smashing the gnomes right in your garden. All right. I'm going to go for this. Movimento Autonomo per la Liberación. Del anime di Giardino. You absolutely nailed it. Malag, M A L A G, <laughs> will smash the Wait, garden. Hold on. Let me just guess from that what fucking country it's from. Uh, I'm going to go Italian. I don't fucking know. I, uh, it's Spanish or Italian. I don't know. Based on the 30 seconds you were <laughs> saying the name. Listen, I can barely speak English, all right? I am in awe of anyone who can speak more than one language, and I am proud of them. And right now, we are in awe of you for attempting it. <laughs> so Malag will smash yeah. the garden gnome to, quote, release the gnome spirit. Well, okay, that's crossed a line. So there's even a group out here in the U.S. of A., in Corvallis, Oregon. Oh. <laughs> who will leave threatening notes to gnome owners saying, release them or else. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of want to get a gnome to just to just tempt the, these fuckers, don't you? Oh, my God. Then you have... <laughs> Then you have the Quaker version of these groups, which what? are the Free the Gnomes groups. What? <laughs> what the fuck is that? They're, I mean, they're nonviolent. Sure. Yeah, basically, they promote the idea that gnomes should be free without stealing them, but with educating people on how awful garden gnome slavery is. What? <laughs> oh, these guys are doing like they're they're the pamphleters. Yes. Oh, how nice. Oh, they're like, hello, friend. So. Oh, my. 
as you said before, I hope there's no ransoming. There have oh. been ransoming. Oh. People have had their garden gnomes stolen. In fact, one area, kids were stealing garden gnomes from the sanctuary, garden gnome sanctuary. A garden gnome sa- Okay, that's, okay, what crunchy assholes came up with the garden gnome sanctuary? They, they would then hold the gnomes ransom for jelly beans. <laughs> I'm like, they're just fucking high, all right? Just give Lord. them the jelly beans and let them go home. Okay, this had to happen in, like, Santa Cruz. I know it did. <laughs> There were redwoods involved, is what I'm saying. So, as a result of all of this chaos, <laughs> there's a new website. It's not that new. It's back in 2012. But a newish website called Gnomes Without Homes. Oh, no. It was what? formed as a worldwide rescue site for gnomes. <laughs> for homeless gnomes. Basically, if someone's gnome goes missing, then the owner can say, please help me find my gnome. And they can post a picture <laughs> of it on there. Find my homeless gnome. I don't want to be a gnomeless home. <laughs> yes. And then the best part is, this is the best fucking part. The people <laughs> who steal the gnomes then can share photos of the gnomes they stole in crazy new locations. They're like, I have your gnome. Uh, that's, I mean, <laughs> that's so fucked. <laughs> I mean, I just, I hope people are having a good time with it because like if any of these, any of kids like got like emotionally attached to the gnomes in their, in their garden and now the gnomes being held for ransom for jelly beans or, or like, I don't know. Like I would, (laughs) like I see the, I see a picture of a gnome with a knife to its throat. Yes. People really will steal gnomes and then take photos of the gnomes on a trip and then send it to the owner. Like, I mean, people will do a large number of weird fucking things. So, all right. In fact, Eve Stewart. That's the moral of the story that I want anyone to take from our 100th episode. Yes. People are fucking weird. It's so weird. In fact, Eve Stewart Kelso's gnome was stolen from her. And then seven months later, it was returned as if it had never left. But it had a tramp stamp. It had pictures attached to it from 11 different countries <laughs> yeah some motherfucker said you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna take this gnome i'm gonna take it to 11 motherfucking countries and take pictures of it and then i'm gonna bring That's, it home <laughs> i mean the youtube generation i feel like is what we're living with now so all right we've had a bit of a giggle so far but i've been traumatized you've had a giggle i've been traumatized But not all of these experiences are semi-cute like this. Some are fully cute, everybody. Quote from the mirror.co.uk, quote. Okay. In 1997, a court in northern France handed three GLF ringleaders a suspended sentence and fines for the theft of over 150 garden gnomes. Holy shit. The men, aged between 18 and 21, were found with stolen gnomes in the boots of their car and carrying GLF pamphlets. All right. First of all, they're just criminals, uh, cute as they might be, <laughs> cute as, they're, as the things they're taking might be. And also, secondly, that's not an age range from 18 to 21. <laughs> they're young. That's a bunch of 20-year-olds. <laughs> they're young, stupid men. Yeah, just go with the mean age. It's all 19 and a half. So, all right. Then in 1998, in the city of Brie, it's a wild city name, B-R-I-E-Y. Oh. Brie. Where? 
Where? The UK, I'm sure. Okay. 11. Eleven... <laughs> oh, dear. I'm laughing because it's traumatic. 11 oh. gnomes. Yes, you're fucked up. <laughs> would be found hanging by their what? necks under a bridge. What? Near the disturbing display of psychological trauma was a note that read, quote, When you read these few words, we will no longer be part of your selfish world where we serve merely as pretty decoration. The gnomes killed themselves. Guys, this is serious. They set it up to look like a mass suicide. <laughs> hey, you're not you're discounting the fact that it was actually the gnomes that fucking killed themselves. The which... gnomes are not able to do this. <laughs> Whatever. You have gnomes that help you garden in the middle of the night. I Maybe do these not. were some of those same kind of gnomes. I have no gnomes. Look, I'm saying that this is no longer a laughing matter, okay? These gnomes are killing themselves, people. <laughs> I don't have I want people to take this for the serious matter that it is. I don't have gnomes. I have fairy houses in my yard. You do. Well, your whole house is a fairy house, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yes, I am the head fairy. <laughs> Oh, and then Matt, I guess, is the ass fairy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm the fairy that gives the head. He is the fairy that gives the ass. <laughs> so, all right. We can say it because we are one. Go ahead. It's true. <laughs> so, the other thing is, some people also steal the gnomes from others and then put well, the- nobody's stealing gnomes from themselves. <laughs> well, then they put the stolen gnomes in their own gardens. Well, that's... They're not liberating them. They're just no. taking them. That's just theft. One, that's not part of this. One such man in 2012 would be arrested after 170 gnomes were found in his yard. I want his property that could fit 170 gnomes. I couldn't fit 170 gnomes in our entire apartment. Yeah, at one foot high apiece, that means you got to have a girthy enough frame. Mm-hmm. We have girth here. <laughs> God damn. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Girth is a trigger word for me. <laughs> it makes me salivate. I'm sorry. Excuse me. <clears throat> All right. One of the members of freethenomes.com would tell mirror.co.uk, quote, yes, I do realize. <laughs> sorry. That was my favorite quote. I don't know why. <laughs> Yes, I do realize that gnome liberation is a bit of a pastime on your side of the pond. A bit like baseball or toilet papering houses on Halloween and graffiti are here, I suppose. I don't know which side of the pond he lives on. <laughs> it's theft, no matter what side of the pond you're on. Absolutely, and also stop calling it the pond, really. <laughs> it's the Atlantic Ocean. Give it some goddamn respect. I'm going to go to the pond today. Well, yeah, you skate on a pond, Oh, okay? no, a shark ate me in the pond. You set <laughs> records for flying solo over the Atlantic Ocean. There was a hurricane in my pond. <laughs> Ponds are small. <laughs> Ponds are small. Ponds are smaller than lakes. It goes... It doesn't make you sound cute when you say it's the pond. It goes puddle, pond, lake, sea, ocean. Great. Good to know. I think. No, you got it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the people who snatch the gnomes can really get into it. The gnome snatchers. The gnome snatchers really get off on this. Are you ready for this? Yeah. We already established they're perverts. 
Like they really get off on it. Quote from the mirror.co.uk. Quote, I love the UK uh, sites, by the way, with all these extra dots. It makes me feel overwhelmed that I'm not citing them correctly. Well, that's just the it's just the mirror, you know, the magazine, the mirror. Like you could say that. <laughs> quote from the mirror.co.uk. Quote. Okay. <laughs> One gnome thief known only as Alex reveals his interest in garden gnomes began when he was working as a milkman. The perfect disguise for people who want to nab a gnome. First, he pinched two antique gnomes from a garden so he could decorate his own. He got a buzz out of it, and every garden on his round blossomed with artistic potential. He would often swap one gnome with another, feeling smug in the knowledge that the owners would discover their ornament fishing instead of digging. See, swapping them is kind of cute. I miss the days when the milkman would just impregnate the lady of the house. <laughs> this, is a, this is the wrong hobby for a milkman to have, I feel. So, I want to point out that there's a part of me that finds a certain charm. Like, if it's a small town and everyone knows whose gnomes are who and they can just return them to each other, it's kind it's of a like... a very small town. Like, most small towns, is like everybody knows each other, but now we know each other's gnomes. Yeah. I'm just saying <laughs> that everyone with a gnome knows the other gnome people. And sure, so, gnome people. Yeah. Or, you know. And gnome people know people. Well, it's kind of like... Hurt people hurt people, and gnome people know gnome people. You know how, like, if someone breaks into a house and rearranges the furniture, but they really don't steal anything, it's not, like, the worst crime, but it's also, like, don't do that? Yeah, okay, you're, yes. That's somewhere between a prank and a serious home invasion. Yeah. Yes. So, there was one birthday in which I went to bed early because I had had a bit too much alcohol, and my friends thought it would be funny to rearrange all the furniture in my house. So Okay, but they were already in there. Yes, so it was different. Okay. But yeah. so it's like I can appreciate that kind of prankage, although it was a bitch to return all my furniture by myself to its original <laughs> locations. With a hangover. Yeah, thanks, everyone. Um <laughs> I was not a part of this, by the if way. If you're listening. No, you weren't. This was this was my New York days. Yeah. But like Well, you were living in New York. You couldn't have had that much furniture. <laughs> I had a lot of furniture. <laughs> I had multiple bookshelves. Yeah, which made it even harder because I had I had a bed that touched three walls. So moving anything around in there is tough. I had a pretty spacious apartment. Well, congratulations. I did, literally. My first apartment in New York, I had a bed that touched three walls. I believe it. Mm-hmm. It must have been cozy. And then with enough, and just enough room for the door to open. I feel like... You'd have to be really careful during intercourse. Otherwise, you're going to piss everyone off. Yeah, we use protection. <laughs> Banging every wall. Uh, yeah, uh, no. uh, 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 <laughs> Just throw blankets on everything. Yeah. Bang, bang, <laughs> bang, 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 <laughs> bang, 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 bang. <laughs> yeah, I got banged. <laughs> All right. Even though it's kind of a prank, right? Some people who lose their gnomes are sometimes losing family heirlooms and things sure. that make other people who come to visit their home smile and such, like children. You're stealing somebody's smile. Yeah. And defacing and changing a gnome... The serious face that Jason just got just now. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing a PSA now, everybody. 
Like, I keep expecting that, that da, 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 coming up anytime. It's an after-school motherfucking special up in here now. On this very special episode of The Bright Side. Do you have a garden gnome? Not anymore, motherfucker. <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, no. Okay. But seriously... Defacing and changing a gnome just as a prank is not okay in the long run, unless you can return it. (laughs) Okay. All right. Sure. I mean, sure. No, it is not. So I have a cute sculpture of a pig standing at a sink, brushing his teeth and holding a cup of coffee that my amazing husband, Matt, gave me. And I would be despondent if someone took my statue and then altered it or took it and then didn't bring it back. I hear that. I have acute back pain, and I'd be fine if someone took that. <laughs> oh, you took acute, and you made it one word. Thank you for explaining the joke. <laughs> <laughs> I felt the need to make it clear. <laughs> but really, it's so cute. It's like brushing its teeth while holding coffee, and I was like, that pig. Oh, I've, I've seen it. He's busy. I mean, there's there, at this point, there is a 50-50 chance that the next time I'm over at your house, I'm stealing it. I know where you live. I know where you live too. <laughs> I, that's how. That's why. That's why I know where this fucking sculpture is. <laughs> I will be hiding it. I will be finding it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> and then I will be hiding it. <laughs> so, people out there are suggesting that you get gnome insurance. Oh no! Oh, absolutely not! Oh gnome! This can include security lights and cameras to monitor the gnomes. <laughs> Gravel. How did one gnome cost (laughs) $14,000? Gravel, so that you can hear if someone is coming your way or not. Okay. So you, like, hear someone on your path. I'm also like, first of all, I'm half deaf, so that doesn't work for me. And also, if I got Mm. the TV on, you're not going to hear gravel. That's true. I'm not just sitting in the dark waiting and being like, it's the gravel. Get the gun, Martha. (laughs) All right, so gravel's not a great idea for you, but lights, maybe? They also say that you should uh, make sure that your gnome is documented with the address on the bottom of them and oh. that photos are taken. In as many countries as you can. No. <laughs> they want you to take a photo of yours at your house. Mm-hmm. And then take other people's and take photos of them. Right. And then they <laughs> and then they suggested that you have tons of spiky plants to fuck up a thief who tries to take your gnome from you. <laughs> What the hell? I mean, goddamn, just have a gnome or not. And if it gets stolen, just buy another goddamn gnome. Yeah, gnomes cost $6, by the way, in the UK. I know, exactly. Like, this is a gnome. <laughs> like, you don't need to have a moat. <laughs> I literally wrote down, I love the idea of a moat with sharks with lasers on them to protect a gnome. Sure, but you still have a drawbridge and anybody can get over that. No. Not if it's drawn up. Yeah. Oh, that's the point of a drawbridge. Not if I the drawbridge is erect. You just got to keep it aroused. Hello. So a huge shout out to the mirror.co.uk for those great ideas. Not the moat with sharks. They didn't recommend that. That was Jason Gaffney's idea. That was so my that idea. Shout out to Jason T. Gaffney for the great idea of a moat. So. With sharks with lasers. Do the sharks... Have lasers on their... Where are the lasers on the sharks? They're like wear, wearing them on their head. Okay, the sharks are wielding the lasers. Yeah. not They're not lasers like side-mounted or mounted near the edge of the moat, right? No, it's on the shark. 
All right, so you also have to pay for the training of the sharks, I suppose, in how to use the lasers. Yeah, right? they're smart. I got smart what sharks. What if you get a shark that shoots another shark with a laser? Then they obviously got into a fight, and they should have minded their business. Well, sharks being notoriously like anti-social you know, social beings, uh, wouldn't you think that as soon as you got sharks with lasers in the moat around your house, then they'd start shooting each other one by one until you just really had one shark with a laser left? Well, then he's going to be real or she is going to be really fucking good. Right. So I might my point is that I don't know that you need sharks with lasers if you just get one shark. It's cheaper both in training and in, you know, the base shark charge. No. Uh, to get one shark when you're just going to end up with one shark anyway. No, it's the Hunger Games. I see. So the killing of the other shark is part of the training. Yeah. In how to kill the home invaders. And then they get food. All right. Oh, yeah. And then the longer this goes, the less you're actually spending in food, too. All right. So there's a larger initial investment. Yeah. And then it wanes as you go. Yeah. Okay. No, this is a totally viable option for home security. What is the bright side? Well, I I have a new plan for my personal uh, security, for one. <laughs> you can't dig a moat. No. <laughs> around, around my apartment Not with complex? your acute no. back. Well, I mean... <laughs> No, obviously you pay someone to dig the damn moat. God, not everybody is digging in the ground as much as you are, naked person. I love digging a hole in my yard. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Okay, that's good. I'm I'm glad for you. I'm embracing my weirdness these days. I I hope you've seen that. When we play our game nights, I've gotten weirder and weirder. I have. I've seen it. So, mm-hmm. first, a lot of these gnomes do get returned in the long run. And for the most mm-hmm. part, it is a prank versus a, you know, full-fledged crime. And most of them have seen the world at that point. Which honestly is fucking insulting. Like, take me on a goddamn trip to 11 countries. Um, okay, if you're willing to go in my carry-on. How big is the carry-on? <laughs> Could it fit someone six one? Big enough for you, but not for your weirdness. Uh, Sorry. Rude. <laughs> Everyone, I want you on the count of three to say that Kevin's rude. One, two, three. Kevin's rude. That felt very that. therapeutic. <laughs> Good, I'm cutting it. You're not cutting that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, fuck you to everyone who said, I'm sorry. I mean, thank you to our loyal <laughs> listeners who said that. So, all right. You have to know your audience, though, if you're going to participate in gnome prankage crimes. Right. If you do smash a gnome, it really is a crime and you have to pay damages. So mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. do that. Don't smash the gnomes. No. Because their spirits are not in the gnomes. No. They're in the gardens. Yeah. The sp- don't you see? The spirit was or within in the you container. all along. <laughs> <laughs> I know that because I smashed the fuck out of you. <laughs> don't you see? You're the gnome. What? No, I have to liberate myself. Whack, ow, whack, ow. I cannot break myself free. (laughs) The gnome was in you all along. I ate a gnome? So, all right. That leads me to the fact that when the courts got involved, they do hand out the fines, which is justice. I personally don't want people stealing my stuff or altering it. I can understand the prankness of it. But again, know your audience. Mm-hmm. Know who can handle a prank. 
And who cannot. And who could handle a shin kick because that might who result in cannot. a shin kick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, this is not a deadly crime. Uh, if I remember correctly, a, a number of gnomes hung themselves from an overpass mm. in this episode. So no. I am sorry. No. But I'll have to reject that one. Not to mention all of the home and possible home invaders who were killed by the sharks. <laughs> Nobody died. Also, all the sharks that died. Nobody died in this episode. Uh, you're Okay, you're negating all those people I mentioned, but okay. <laughs> it's like the book, Pigeons Are People Too. <laughs> is that a book? Yeah, Pigeons Are People <laughs> Pigeons Too. Pigeons Are People Too. This is a, I have to go on record and saying I do not want that lesson taught to our kids. Pigeons <laughs> are rats with wings. Uh, rude. They are. And if you want to kill a pigeon, it's fine with me. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Gnomes, however, I will I will protect gnomes to my dying day. <laughs> I love the idea of you running over to a gnome and someone's about to swing a bat and you being like, no, in slow motion, jumping in front of it and then getting smacked with the bat. And you're like, oh, I've been batted. And then impaled by the gnome as I fell on it. God damn. It, it didn't go well for me in that scenario. I figured you landed in front of the gnome. Nope. On the hat. I died. Another victim of this episode. You're not dead. Is Kevin himself. Now, that's the real reveal. This was our hundredth and final episode. It's not our final fucking episode. Because Kevin died during the making of this episode. In memoriam. (laughs) Why are you sharing your screen with me and showing me pictures of myself? Along with gnomes and sharks. God, this is the weirdest in memoriam I've ever seen. Wait, Jane Fonda? No, no. She's alive. She's alive. So am I. There we go. Okay, I didn't die. Just kidding. That was a funny, funny joke, you guys. I feel like they were in on it. (laughs) They were in on me? Many people have been. This is a fact. All right. Any other bright sides? Um, gnomes are cute. Gnomes are cute, and this was just a bit of a lark. That's what I'm going to have to go with. And uh, the bright side for me is that we have now completed our 100th episode, Mr. Man. Yeah! Congratulations to you. And we also spread the good word about not being nomophobic. Don't be nomophobic. We are anti-nomophobia. <laughs> the LGBTQG community. <laughs> we support you. No! No! <laughs> We will not be shadow banned from our own people, Kevin. (laughs) I included us. We're the first G. The second G is the gnomes. (laughs) Oh, boy. There's gnome people like gnome people like gnome people I gnome. Gnome 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 (laughs) Well, uh, thank you for that. And uh, especially the song. And we will see everyone again next week, shall we? Yes. All right, just because we've hit 100. You know what? Numbers keep going. So so will we. Let's aim for 200. That's a long way off. I will not commit to that. Oh. But 101, I'll do. Listen, Corella. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I consider these like our little puppies. So 101 is all I was ever considering. Oh, no. But... uh, (laughs) No, we'll we'll talk we'll talk about going farther. Everyone so send Kevin you. puppies so he'll continue doing the show. Absolutely do. <laughs> Absolutely do. Um all right, so I'll see you again next week. Thanks everybody for joining us and we'll see you next week. Bye. Happy 100. Bye.
No Kevins were harmed in the making of this episode. We hope you've liked this episode of The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. If you did, please throw us some stars and give us a review on iTunes. It really helps others find the show. And if you didn't, just keep it to yourself or tell your diary. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at BrightsideKandJ and on Facebook at The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. All our past episodes are also streaming on our website www.thebrightsidewithkevinandjason.com Until next week, don't forget to look, look on, on the, the Bright, bright Side! side.